Welcome to the Yellow Family Podcast with Tom and Michael. Enjoy the show. Family. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Good evening, everyone. Tom and Michael back for another Yellow Family, the show that, just like the future, is bleak, terrifying, and occasionally exciting. To be honest, Michael, when we first started this podcast, I was looking forward to doing a couple of Futurama specials, but you made it quite clear that this is a one-time thing, uh, not to be repeated. Yeah. Well, if we did Futurama specials every week, Tom, it wouldn't be a special. So that's why I thought we should just do it this Good one point. time. Um, and lots of the guests that we were approaching were really keen on doing a Futurama special yep, the for the Yellow asked, Family. The people asked for a Futurama special and we're delivering it. Yep. Uh, the people asked for more Can I Cover a Feeling? We're getting some. One or two more, uh, maybe They three. asked for a show filmed in a combi van. Yeah. Did they ask for that? No, no, no. one asked for that, but it will happen. <laughs> it, we will be at the combi. Join live in the studio, by the way, by Aaron and Anthony, two radio people, all-round good guys and gals who are super keen on doing Futurama. And this, guy, this week, guys, we are looking at... Space Pilot 3000! Tom, one sentence about this episode, please. Brian makes a trip to the year 3000. That sounds a lot like the next song we're about to play... It's the Yellow Family's Futurama special, and it's all coming up over the next hour. Enjoy. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael, our Futurama special tonight. You just heard Year 3000. Brilliant song. From Busted. One of the best. A song that Tom and I, like, for many, many years, have have agreed that this is probably one of the best songs ever written. For a lot of reasons. For many reasons. Reason number one. Go listen to the song. It's bloody catchy. <laughs> also, for, also, I should welcome Anthony and Aaron, our guest tonight. Thanks. Yeah, Hello. Sorry, was that your reason? Just <laughs> no, no. There's, <laughs> there's, no, there's so many reasons. Anthony, you've never heard the song. Like that was your first yeah. hearing of the song. I had, your first impressions. Yeah, I had never heard it before today. I listened to like the first minute before getting in tonight. Yeah, because um, we kept talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's great. It gave me some really good like some forty one vibes, like okay. late nineties, early two thousands. Yep. Yeah. And Erin, I know you're not a fan of the song. Um, I preferred the Jonas Brothers rendition. Okay. Yep. That's a joke. A poor decision. That is a a joke. And with like me and Tom have always thought this, and we thought this was the best opportunity to talk about it. Like Futurama Year three thousand. Tom, what mainly, why do you think it's such a good mainly song? Mainly because they've Gone with a very good marketing technique. Yeah, this is my my way that this song isn't going to make a huge comeback in the year 3000. Exactly. It's an investment song. (laughs) This song is a long, a very long, mind you, it's a very long-term investment. The song, you know, it's peaked so far in the late 90s, early 1000s. In the year 3000, you will not be able to turn on a TV (laughs) or a radio, whatever the thousand-year equivalent of that technology is, Without hearing this song, and if, they will rake it in. If you somehow have a record of Busted's Year Three Thousand, yeah. hold on to it. Yeah, it's um, going to be worth millions. <laughs> this song, like, n- the song is catchy, and there are so many layers to it. There are about four layers. There's three people in the band. There are at least four layers of harmony. I went for a walk this morning. Listen to it on repeat. We were in the car driving here. Listen to it on repeat. Getting, I didn't hear you too much Tom. into the song and yeah, well, minimal into Futurama. We do. That's, we all I want. All I want. We might. We might have to come back to this song because it is. A, it is. We will come back to this song because this is. Like I said, it's an investment it. song. In in a thousand years' time, this will be the biggest song in the world, and I wish I could be there to see it. Genius marketing, Aaron Anthony. Welcome to the show. Some all-round good people that we know from the radio station, and a lot of people in this show have 
when we've approached them, have said, oh, we don't want to do a Simpsons episode. Oh, we want to be different and make it difficult and do a Futurama episode. Never want it. We never wanted to. Right, Tom? I, I wanted to. You wanted, wanted to quite I, a bit. I just thought it was difficult. Decided to just let it slide for you guys because you weren't budging. No, but thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> why Futurama? Why do you guys like it so much? And why not The Simpsons? Because this is a Simpsons show, but obviously same kind of world. We're really breaking the walls down here, aren't we? Yeah, of sure. course we were the ones to be really difficult and different. <laughs> <laughs> just so cutting edge. Nah, I'm yeah. just joking. I, I always knew we were going to do a Futurama show. I just never wanted to admit it. But yeah, why, why do you guys prefer it? I think it was Erin's idea, actually, to make it a Futurama show for this week. Just generally, I, I love it. Like, I grew up around The Simpsons, obviously, as pretty much all of us did in the studio, and many of us around our age. But Futurama was always there, and it was always something that I would... Like, it would always be on TV. Like, I had the PS2 game. <laughs> it Me was too. One of, one really? of the worst yeah. games ever oh, made. Nice. It wasn't that I bad. It. it was... I, I loved it. It was... It's quite good. Yeah. Erin, what about you? Futurama games go. Um... <laughs> I just find that Futurama always resonated me with me a bit better than The Simpsons. I don't know what it was. I watched The Simpsons, obviously. I mean, everyone did. It was like a cultural phenomenon. But I've just found something about Futurama. I think it was the sense of humour that was just a little bit more maybe adult. Maybe that's what it was. It was a different sense of humour mm-hmm. than The Simpsons. They yeah. went into yeah, kind of like completely opposite direction. It was more of a dark kind of mm. yeah. humour in like a lot of ways. Like five minutes into the first episode, you're introduced to suicide booths. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, I think um, I just it sat with me a little better. I enjoyed it more. Those are all very good points, and it certainly is a very different show to The Simpsons in many, many ways, but at the same time still holds true to a lot of the humour of The Simpsons, just, I guess, different in that The Simpsons was more family-oriented. This was more of a sci-fi kind of thing. Tom, we all here we are again. It's that time of week again. Tom's basic episode facts. Last week, I did mention that we this had become a, a segment on the show, effectively. Yeah, it's become a regular segment, fun. which Breaks is it up before the main discussion. Yeah, and I always think it's really boring. It. You think it's fun, but I said <laughs> la- I said last week, I said last week I was going to prepare a sweeper for this segment. Well, I've done that, oh, and I'm going to play it now. Because he's the facts man. Yeah, Tom's the facts man. Tom's basic episode facts. Really boring, but also necessary. Because that's what they are. Boring, but necessary for context. Because the the people that listen to the show, some of the listeners don't really watch these episodes. So please, Tom... It didn't didn't need a sweeper. I'm just going to say it. We're going to use it every week now. Tom, basic episode facts, and I guess a bit of wider context on Futurama as a show. Um, Just... Yeah, just for some extra context here. Yeah, first episode, first aired March 28th, 1999, which is a lot earlier than I thought it was on, I thought. I don't think it, it hit started. Australian television till a lot later than mm. that. Of course, the finale aired September 4th, 2013. Futurama incorporates, like, uh, self-deprecation, which, Michael, we love. That <laughs> style of humour a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and obviously it's so much less grounded in reality than The Simpsons. It was like an artistic license for these writers to... Because there are a lot of crossover writers for the two shows, and obviously Matt created it. And it's this chance for them to experiment with, like, completely new concepts in this. Yeah, I I like it because it's dark and it's witty, and like you said, it's just the flip side of of The Simpsons. Yeah, well, it was Matt Groening's actual goal. He was trying to create this goofy comedy not really based on facts, and obviously it's set in the future. A lot of, like, scientific and intelligent humour that sort of goes... Above the normal viewer's head. It's kind of like The Simpsons when you're a kid, you get the jokes, and then when you're an adult, you get 
some other jokes and it's sort of like mm-hmm. with Futurama when you're uneducated you don't get the jokes you get some of the slapstick but when you're educated the more educated you are I guess the more of the mathematical and scientific stuff you'll get and it's obviously this satirical look at science fiction and it's so different to The Simpsons because there actually is this underlying storyline in Futurama that's sort of very, like, fragilely hinted at throughout the series. Like, it's not an arc that just sort of happens every episode, but there are little continuity nods throughout the episodes. Yeah, like, watching the first episode back again, you see a lot of these, like, where Nibbler... Mm-hmm. The Nibbler's shadow, shadow Nibbler. is being yeah. seen. Mm. And, yeah, just the foresight of the writers, because that comes in to play, I think, oh, fourth I season or something. Yeah, it's was the, the fourth season. A lot of... This, look forward. Yeah, there's so much foreshadowing in that first episode, and then even the scene where Fry's frozen and you see the spaceships flying past and mm. then you get the context of Bender's big score. Bender's big score. Yeah. It all comes together. That's one of the things that I love about it in particular because with The Simpsons there's not really much of an opportunity to do that with all the different characters because obviously they're all in the same family. But with characters like Zoidberg, for example, the episode where they go to his home planet, like that's a totally different kind of arc or scenario, I guess, that you wouldn't get in a show like The Simpsons mm. that's totally unique to Futurama and with all the diverse characters that you have, like Hermes as well. Like, Very good point because The Simpsons really um, rests on its secondary characters but in Futurama there's a lot more of the primary characters and not as much of a diverse range of recurring characters. Just quickly, I would love to point out that Futurama nails sentimentality and just these amazing episodes that are heart-wrenching. Um, like the, the luck of the, the fryish. just hasn't. Yeah, it, it, like The Simpsons gone there, but the Futurama episodes just nail it. Jurassic Park, Game of Tones is a newer one. And the way they bring celebrities into the year 3000 with the talking heads oh, as sure. well is a really, really good way around. Yeah, some that have been uh, dead for the last, in our time, 200 years. Like, yeah. There's, yeah, um, exactly. So many characters that they can put in. Sadly, the pilot episode of Futurama does not include Zoidberg or Zap Brannigan, the objectively two best characters on the show. <laughs> so we don't get to talk extensively about them. Zap will... Brannigan is a fantastic character. It really doesn't surprise me that you're a Zap Brannigan fan. <laughs> oh, why is that? <laughs> oh, I won't mention. <laughs> Sadly, we, we we will get... Uh, not sadly. Happily. We will very happily continue the discussion on Futurama's pilot, Space Pilot 3000. Straight after this, it's the Yellow Family's Futurama special with Tom and Michael. The Yellow Family's Futurama special with Tom and Michael. Tom, you're looking at me weird. We're mixing it up. Uh, <laughs> um, something different. I'm not used to it. Welcome back. Few, few write-ins, few listener write-ins. Family member Lindsay has written in, I like the Jonas Brothers version of Year 3002. Thank Look, you, Lindsay. Thank Lindsay, you. Fair enough. You're I don't, to your opinion. I don't mind what version you listen to, as long as you like the song. Family member Julian has also written in, he says the Futurama game was rubbish. Continuing our discussion on... <laughs> Anthony's a bit Mate. upset. <laughs> Continuing our discussion of Space Pilot 3000. Tom, you have another fact. Should I play the sweeper again? No, no we definitely wait. not. No, we'll just do it once. <laughs> Even though they were like very distinctly different shows, The Simpsons and Futurama, they did have their like crossovers, you could say. In the comics, originally, they had a lot of crossovers. There's Even in this episode, there's a three-eyed fish you can see, which maybe. You know, it's in the future. It was maybe a genetic mutation for the best. Well, your analysis is on fire tonight. <laughs> let's let's speed along. Oh wait, there's a few. More. You've got a few more on the piece of paper. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't actually realise how many cameos there were of the Simpsons because I didn't yeah. think there was a lot. I thought they tried to steer clear of it for the most part. There's actually more than this, Erin. Oh wow! Re- just, but Tom, read Are the one. Are you telling me you didn't get a complete list? Read the ones on the piece of paper. <laughs> 
them, most of them are seen in The Simpsons. There's in Bart versus Lisa and the Third Grade. Uh, Bart hallucinates several TV characters, uh, including Bender and Pikachu. Gets an appearance. <laughs> uh, future drama. Bender appears in Homer's car in the future as they go through some kind of tunnel. Um, and eventually, after Futurama's cancellation uh, in 2013, the last time they appeared in an official crossover yeah. was with The Simpsons in Simpsonorama. Futurama, like, I don't think we can kick it off any other way than talking about Fry. He's definitely, like, he's the face of the show and he's quite a, I, I really like Fry as a character because I think a lot of, I don't know, I, I really resonated with him a lot when... He's an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ooh. not quite. Um, what do you guys think of Fry? No, I think he's an awesome character and like you said, he's just so relatable. He's, he's the central protagonist, essentially, and I think I just always remember him saying that he had bed sores and that's probably like... <laughs> peak fry quote. Is that what you relate to? Oh, totally. I wake up every day with bed sores and I think I am fry. Mm, he was the best character to play with in the game. He was so <laughs> much fun back. to play with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but no, I always have to talk about the game. <laughs> but him as a character in the show, obviously he's central to the show. He runs so much of it. I mean, without him, you wouldn't have Professor Farnsworth, mm. obviously, being his great, 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 great nephew. Or There's probably <laughs> a few great. more greats in there. And, <laughs> and Billy West as a voice actor is so good. I think watching this back, what I realised was, like, how severe Fry's situation actually is. Like, he's, It's surprising how quickly he gets over yeah, just within the what opening. has happened. But, mm. like, you know, it's re- he, he hates his job. Like, he's in the pizza shop. He hates it. And you get Mr. Panucci. Hey, Fry, pizza coming out. Come on! Um, his girlfriend... I'm, I'm beginning Nailed to suspect it. my girlfriend's cheating on me. Like, the kid at the pizza shop calls him a loser or you suck <laughs> at the game and... And then he's like literally riding his bike, I delivering hit my the. Life, I hit my life. I hit my life. Yeah, and like it's quite a it's quite a sad existence to be honest. And and that's where we get this setup. You know, he's he's delivered a prank pizza. He falls into the cryogenics thing so flippantly, like he just like yeah. <laughs> falls back on his chair into a freezer, and then he wakes up in the year three thousand. And it's quite a really it's it's a poignant scene when he steps out of the freezer in the year three thousand, and looks out the window and I said this before the show and no one like cared or thought it was interesting but he looks out the window and you see all the the hover cars flying around and the pipe network and the big tall rise buildings that are like really wacky shapes and I thought I think this is a really cool because you sort of become Fry and you like you're looking out and you see this is what the future is in the world of Futurama and it's it's a really really cool scene it's like a dream for him it's his dream or in a way he didn't have anything to live for um, the 20th century and now he's got this whole new life, dreamt of having a best friend as a robot. And then um, he meets Bender. I think the best part about that just opening segment is how short it is and how concisely it <laughs> sums up Everything how miserable <laughs> his life is, everything that's wrong with it, and that his new beginning is summed up in the space of one line. That's like, such a good point. Yeah, the line being... <laughs> what is it? I can't oh, remember. Oh, my, my family, yeah. my parents, my girlfriend... I'll never see any of them again. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. And then the opening credits just start. He's it, he's a necessary character because like I don't think you could do this show without the fry coming to the future part because no, it'd be very difficult. It literally, it literally, <laughs> gi- no, but it literally gives the writers an excuse to explain every new concept to the viewer, which yeah, is a really good workaround. And you see a lot, you see a lot with Fry in this, particularly that he's like quite an innocent, sympathetic. He's, he's quite young. He's only like twenty, I think, and when he pushes Leela into the freezer when she's trying to stop him and it sets it to a thousand years. Mm. And then he feels guilty, so he winds it back to five minutes. minutes. He's like, you owe me one. <laughs> There's such an... Ara- the the rest of the Planet Express crew, um, like Zoeberg, Hermes, Amy, and then Zap Brennigan aren't in this, but we do get an insight to Bender, Leela, and Farnsworth. I love her. She's sassy. Mm, she's she's a confident <laughs> woman. Very sassy. It's- I love how you get that, um, that inclination from 
the, from the outset as well. Like, as soon as you see her, you know that she's this boss figure. Like, she's there in that uniform, looking all, like, tough. Like. She doesn't take crap, does yeah. she? Mm. Yeah. That initial interaction between her and Fry as well is just... I think if you look at that and compare it to how they end up, it's just... Mm. I, I'm a complete fan of the Fry and Leela relationship. It's, it's just... it's Yeah, I'll never have a perfect relationship because of them. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like... You, Getting but, sad. But like you said, you do get the foresight again here, like, even with Leela saying how she's the last of her species on the planet and then you know her story really develops throughout the series as well where you find out she's actually a mutant in that first like kind of meeting she is in a job she's doing it but she doesn't want to be doing it you gotta do what you gotta, you gotta do. do we will get to the career <laughs> chips <laughs> yeah that's something that we really must. irritated you I we will get it. there and and of course at the end when leela says oh you know i've always wanted to quit my job never never wanted to do it until i met you to mm-hmm. fry you get that sentimental moment where they hold hands and that kicks off like the whole like every good story is a love story and like the story of Leela and Fry is up there in the top three will they or won't their TV romances sure. mm-hmm. just after uh, Rachel and Ross and then Ted and Robin I was just Ted about to say that Fry reminds me of what you... Ted yeah. yeah yeah because he's just like the perfect human and it's just like this <laughs> thing just where just go he's... along with it yeah yeah like that he reminds me a bit of Ross too now that you mention it that's the thing I, I feel like when I think about Futurama like ultimately Ultimately, I think about the show being a story of Fry and Leela and all the wacky stuff that happens to them. Because every time Futurama gets cancelled and they make a last episode, in inverted commas, that episode revolves around Fry and Leela. So yeah, they build on that relationship. It's always semi-ambiguous what happens, but it's hinted that they end up together. So Even in the most recent one, just the perfect way to, if it does get renewed, start another season. Yeah, there's yeah. opportunity yeah. to really capitalise on that. Yeah. And, they, and the, when that episode aired, they followed it up straight with the pilot to imply that the entire series is a complete infinite loop. I love that. Also, in the first time they got taken off air, the devil's hands are idle playthings, mm. where Fry learns the holophone art. Hands with he the trades devil. hands with the devil, and at the end, he loses his hands, but Leela stays back to watch him do the play of him and Leela, and it's quite a touching moment. Um, just on Leela, like, you see her as this aggressive, and she's not giving anything back to Fry, whereas Fry would give his life for it. And yeah. Absolutely. these episodes like that, like the, the devil's hands and the sting, my particular favourite, you get to see that vulnerable side of Leela where she's realising Fry is, like, the, the ultimate woman's dream in a yeah. character. And, yeah, it's just nice That's little That's where they really nailed the sentimentality, mm. I feel. And the one with, with Fry's puppy as well. Of what course, is- we then meet Bender, um, Bender Bending Rodriguez <laughs> is his yeah. full name. Um, in Tijuana. Waiting in line, <laughs> waiting in line at a suicide booth, which were invented in 2008. And, of course, and, and we are going to talk about um, the suicide booth. In the context of this show, it, it's quite a funny concept. But suicide and depression and all of those things aren't actually very funny. So if you do need help, contact Beyond Blue, one 224 Six three six Kids Helpline one eight hundred five five eighteen hundred or Lifeline one three one 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 four. Bender, in a lot of ways, he's a bad guy. Oh, he totally, is. Yeah. He's an anti-hero. He's constantly isn't he? stealing from his friends. He's selfish. Like he, he gives them a hug and he steals their earrings. And he steals <laughs> Leela's ring in this episode. Yeah. And then he goes, "Well, that solves the mystery of the missing ring." <laughs> he, like has, he has all these manifestations of like. 
almost like human immorality, but he doesn't care. Like, he's completely yeah, he's, remorseless. When he's dreaming, he's dreaming about killing all humans. Kill all humans. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some episodes where he is really empathetic and you see a different side to Bender. They're all very complex characters, mm-hmm. and I think that's why they're so likeable. I'd say maybe Hermes and Amy are the two that are sort of not as developed as the yeah. rest, but even Zoidberg, you feel so sorry for that guy sometimes. <laughs> oh, dude, there are moments where I'm like, yes, I have woken up in a trash can with no food. Like, I, I relate <laughs> well. to you on a deeper level. Also, ironically, Bender goes to the suicide booth because he finds out that the girders making that he's bending are making suicide. the suicide booths. <laughs> Very <laughs> ironic. Yeah, he is really happy to have, like, he's honoured that Fry would want to be his best friend. Yeah. Like, he does have these human emotions. And, and, and I guess reason. in The Beast with the Billion Back, he does have to go to save all the humans and he tries to visit Fry and he can't get through that barrier. You see that isolation that he suffers from when he's a robot living in a man's world and you just, you feel for him. You feel for Bender. And that's why you get so many different themes with Futurama. Mm. Like, ro- like you know, robot rights and robo-sexuality mm. all come up and it's very, very fascinating and I think they're really good analogies for real-world issues that are going on today. So obviously they spend the rest of the episode evading Leela because Fry doesn't want the career chip of a delivery boy. <laughs> this is my biggest gripe with Futurama. The career chip concept, which mysteriously disappears after this episode and is never mentioned You're again for the rest of this. the series. What do you I, guys think about I that? I was too. I had never thought about this. Like I, I thought yeah. about it straight away. Yeah, I, I totally, like, I mean, obviously it's very clear in the first episode because it revolves around the career chips. But watching any other episode, I didn't think about it at all. It is a really good point, though. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it goes nowhere. It's kind of negligible, but when the first episode is so good, you just, you mm. kind of like, oh, but what happened to the career chips? I well, guess they, they kind of bring it back in, in the sting in the way that they reference the space the, Yeah. The, contents of And the people st- who, who died, the, the previous crew who died. So yeah. yeah. The, the slightest <laughs> nod to the, the chips, but otherwise, yeah, that annoyed me as well. You know what? Rewatching this episode made me realise how much I love this show. It mm-hmm. is such a good show. Sadly, we've got to go to a song now, but we'll be back counting down the top three moments from Space Pilot 3000 straight after this. It's the Yellow Family's Futurama special with Tom and Mike. Before we do go on with the top three, I do have a bit of a gripe, Tom. And I know this is not it's We've my gripe. We've got a segment for it. Yeah. If I know, but I don't to. have the sweeper, but I thought of it. And okay. I really want to talk about it. So you guys feel free to listen in as well, by the way. Was that a party the other week? Um, which was None good. party? No, yeah, I don't know. Party. I don't know what's okay. happening. It's a search in popularity. No, it was just, just a party. <laughs> and I had a funny incident, like... Because like you like the Yellow family's done a lot better than we thought it would. Like just with than we reach. ever thought. Yeah, than we ever thought. Like sometimes when we see people that we haven't seen for a while, they'll be like, "Oh, we we heard your show," and it's quite it's very nice. We Mainly like it because we do just spam it. Yeah, we I spam it. I love spamming it. But um, so I was at a party and this girl came up to me and like I knew her, but I wouldn't say we were ever like friends, kind of thing. Like I just knew her, and she's and and this this is an important point. To the best of my knowledge. I never did or said anything bad to her or upset her. Like, I don't recall ever doing anything wrong. That's an interesting way to start the story. I know. Um, but, <laughs> I think we know this is Kind of foreshadowing. So anyway, I she comes up to me and she's like, oh, hey, Michael, how are you? Yeah, good, whatever, cool. And she goes, I heard... Classic party banter. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I heard your, your radio show, by the way. Always a good start. Good. And then she says... Mad Hamish and Andy vibes on that. Interesting. It's no secret that this show is very clearly 
Capital, like we, like we we've listened, mentioned it before. We've listened to <laughs> yeah, a lot I was of Hamish say, Men. It sounds familiar. We're never <laughs> denying that. We like them, you know. We do multiple sweepers, yeah. when not necessary. Um, <laughs> so she <laughs> says that, and then like this, all of the, all of what I'm about to say actually happened. Like I'm not even joking. She goes, "Oh, you kind of remind me of Hamish." Great compliment. Huge, if you're in radio, to be compared to the king of radio, one of the best compliments you can get. So she then follows it up. She looks me up and down. And she's not. This actually happened. She says to me, "Yeah, you kind of remind me of Hamish, but you're less attractive and more annoying." <laughs> so she's built you up, built and then up, she's torn you down, torn me down. And my question is, was she ever trying to compliment me, or was she just trying to, or was just, she just trying to build me up and tell me like I have no idea? Maybe she was bored. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. Uh, if I was there, if I got an invite to the party, maybe I would have a better understanding. But um, <laughs> no, you've, you're going to parties without me now, which uh, I'm a bit outraged about. Well, all right. Let, anyway, we do do a segment here, guys, each week. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> when we count down the top three moments from the episode, and the segment is a little segment that we like to call... And darling, I will be counting down the top three. Moments from this week's episode. Yes, it is the top three moments from Futurama's Pilot Space, Pilot 3000. Tom... There's another one of those just meaningless... Oh, no, that was one of our better sweepers, I feel. I love that sweeper. <laughs> not, definitely not meaningless. Tom, what do we always do before we count down the top three? We play some of the bits that didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, the honourable mentions, we call them. Do you want to dive into those now, guys? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Let's hear them. Space. It seems to go on and on forever. But then you get to the end and a gorilla starts throwing barrels at you. Hey, Fry. Pizza going out. Come on! Hello? Pizza delivery for an icy wiener. Here's to another lousy millennium. It's the future. My parents. My co-workers. My girlfriend. I'll never see any of them again. Yahoo! Can I ask you a question? As long as it's not about my eye. Uh. Is it about my eye? Sort of. Just ask the question. What's with the eye? What if I refuse? Then you'll be fired. Fine. Out of a cannon into the sun. Bite my shiny metal ass. It doesn't look so shiny to me. Please select mode of death, quick and painless, or slow and horrible. Yeah, I'd like to place a collect call. You have selected slow and horrible. Good choice. Come on, come on, kill me already! By the way, my name's Bender. Man, that's as bad as my job. Really? What do you do, Bender? I'm a Bender. I've been girders. That's all I'm programmed to do. Keep your big nose out of this, eyeball. No one makes fun of my nose. Come on, Bender. It's up to you to make your own decisions in life. That's what separates people and robots from animals. And animal robots. What is the matter with you? I just wanted to be part of the moment. Hey, he stole my ring. Sorry. Well, that solves the mystery of the missing ring. Can we have some money? Oh, my, no. And over there is my intergalactic spaceship. And here's where I keep assorted lengths of wire. Whoa, a real live spaceship! I designed it myself. Let me show you some of the different lengths of wire I used. Lots of very good moments <laughs> there. Any standouts for you guys? I love the, um, when Fry's like, what do you do, Bender? Yeah, I'm a Bender. I'm a bender. <laughs> like, I don't know why, I just find that so funny. It's hilarious. It's so, so literal, so that's obvious. what it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> literally um, I, I love anything that comes out of Farnsworth's mouth, just because I, I, I relate to him. I feel like a, an old man just suffering demise of mental capacity. I love, I love the punishment is being shot out of a cannon into the sun. Like, then you'll be fine. They fired. advance that much, yeah. but they've got back. But I love, you'll be fine. Fine. 
out of a cannon into the sun. One that you forgot is your great, 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 great scene changes. Great grandfather. Great nephew. Didn't forget it. That's great. Didn't forget it. Just too long to put in, guys. Let's count down the top three for this week, shall we? Yep. All right, let's do it. Number three. I'm sure this must be very upsetting for you. I guess it should be, but actually I'm glad. I had nothing to live for in my old life. I was broke, I had a humiliating job, and I was beginning to suspect my girlfriend might be cheating on me. Well, at least here you'll be treated with dignity. Now strip naked and get on the probulator. The probulator in general is <laughs> fantastic. a fantastic name. And just, yeah, you'll be treated with dignity here. Now strip naked. <laughs> Number two, guys? Yep. All right, let's do it. Number two. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Why do you always have to say it that way? Haven't you ever heard of a little thing called showmanship? Perfect introduction to the year 3000. <laughs> I love that that's the first thing that he sees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the lights are off, so he just sees like a silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> is it from something? I feel like it's referenced from something. I don't I don't know in particular. It is, uh, it must be, it must be you've be. put me on the spot. Let's <laughs> do number one, quick. <laughs> number one. Who cares what you're programmed for? If someone programmed you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? I'll have to check my program. Yep. I, yep. <laughs> I think it's so funny because at the end of the day, like, Bender is actually a robot. Like, he is... He can't he, do some things just because he's a robot. Yeah, he's programmed, so he has to follow his program. He's like, if someone programmed you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Of course I would. Like, that, if I was programmed to do job, it. That's my job, sure. Those are our top three moments from Space Pilot 3000, the pilot episode of Futurama. Back to The Simpsons next week, so let us know your favourite moments from Radio Bart... Um, on facebook.com slash the yellow family or on twitter our handle is tom the yellow family or on anything the yellow family write us <laughs> in anywhere anywhere <laughs> just google it i don't know get to us somehow you might see us on the street carrier pigeon does that work someone else said that you must listen to the show uh, <laughs> just just stand just outside and shout it and they might hear you <laughs> we do have to go to a song now we will be back straight after this um with a whole bunch of stuff coming up it's the yellow family's futurama special with tom and michael Rocket Man, Elton John, wrap it up. That's a long, long time. Very long song. A long, long time is correct, Elton. You're just going on and on. And to be honest, me and everyone in the studio, we've had enough. We're wrapping you early. No, that song was on its way out. It's the Yellow Family's Futurama special with Tom and Michael. A few updates now on some of our favourite segments. Tom, should I play the sweeper? Yeah. All right. Do we have one for this? Yeah, I'll play the sweeper. Let's do it. Life is a highway. I want to broadcast our radio show from Tom's copy that he bought off eBay at the end of the year. Yep, how, okay. could, I, how could I forget that we did have a sweeper for that? Um. I'm going to be honest, I've, like, as far as Project Combi goes, I haven't done much because. As I understand, we're just waiting on the combi to come back from the mechanics. Yes, it is still at the mechanics. Update, um, please. I should have it back in the driveway, depending on if I can drive it. That's going to be another issue altogether <laughs> by the end of the week. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe by next week, uh, it might be in my driveway. So I, well, we'll have another update It's like then. three weeks again. <laughs> three weeks away. Yeah, we're pushing it for time. Will and, it be um, in your driveway in three weeks' time? Like, that's what we need. Like, we kind of need to know this. It should be. Okay, well, we have, we have decided that whether... We don't even know if this this is going to work, but we have decided that on that day, at this time slot, 8 to 9pm, we will be at your house in the combi, if it's there, regardless, recording of. something. And if it doesn't work, which is a, is a high probability it's not going to work, like, we, just, we, we are so unsure of this, but it's really fun. And like I said to the guys before the show, 
It's not about the journey. It's about the no. no it, 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 is it is about the journey. It's not about the destination. But we one inspirational. If worse comes to worse, we will record. We will pre-record a show from the combi at least, and maybe. Like we won't we won't even pretend we're live. We will fully admit that the project <laughs> failed, but we will record something from a combi. So that's that. Tom, we needed we need better news next week. Will we have it? Yes, definitely. Uh, we've got big news. Uh, can I cover a feeling is back? Well, should I play the sweeper? You, oh. you know, you're forgetting about the sweepers. All right, I'll play the sweeper. <laughs> can I cover a feeling? Could you lend me? Can I cover a feeling is back next week officially. We just have too many sweepers. Too many sweepers now. Yeah, like, and the sweepers have become less about the sweepers and more about just me and Tom really enjoying doing song parodies. But next week we will have a Can I Cover a Feeling. Tom, what is it not? What is the Can I Cover a Feeling not? Um, It's not the. What is it? It's not monorail. We've, We've done, done monorail. monorail. <laughs> so definitely not monorail. I mean, we could do it again, but it would be not fresh. Um, there are so many songs we could have done. It's not Stonecutters. A lot of people no. thought it was Stonecutters because when we announced it like 10 episodes ago that we were doing more, we made a reference to the Stonecutters song, just Maybe a Simpsons reference because it's, it's a not, Simpsons uh, show. We put the spring in Springfield. Very hard to cover. Very difficult. Lots if, of parts in that. If you are a Simpsons... <laughs> we can help with that. If, <laughs> yeah, we can come if, in. If you are a Simpsons <laughs> podcast, cover that song because we cannot do it. I was attempting Flaming Moe's for a very long time. Very hard. <laughs> Tried piano. Not that good at piano. No. Not very good. So what is the cover, Tom? Build it, it is... up, though. See my vest. We have covered, and it, this was a very difficult one to do. We did record it like a few months ago. Yep, we've um, got a piano accompaniment. Yeah, and it was on the cut. Like we did it really like last minute as well, but it came out really well. So we're really excited to do that. Something even more last minute though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> got home today and like we went through the show. Decided there was something missing from this week's show. Something missing, right, Tom? We couldn't. We couldn't put our finger on it. And um. then then we did put our finger on. We realized. There was a cover we wanted. Can I cover a feelings? Don't have to be a massive build-up, Tom. Do they? No, there can be uh, just something you think of when you see the music we're going to play tonight, yeah. and you get inspiration. And we were inspired. And you know what? This is our tribute to the best song ever written. <laughs> I love this. this. Is, uh, this to, uh, One day, when I came home at lunchtime, I heard a funny noise. Went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those ratty boys. Stood there with my neighbor, called Peter, in a flex capacitor. He told me he built a time machine like the one in the film I see. Yeah, yeah. He said, I've been to the year 3000. I've been to the year 3000. Not much has changed. 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 I took a trip to the year 3000 This song had gone multi-platinum Everybody bought out 7,000 7,000, 7,000 <laughs> <laughs> The best song ever written 
And yeah, also the worst thing fun. that we've ever done. Oh, I liked it. I, I had a good time. I love that you laugh. Beautiful. There were so many parts of that song, and Tom and I, and the way that went was... Basically, I was like to Tom, oh, we'll definitely play Year 3000 on the show because it's Futurama. Why wouldn't you? And then I, Tom didn't reply. I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> he was too busy to reply. <laughs> so then he said to me, then he's, then I, and then I said, no, we're going to cover it. <laughs> a few hours later, we were covering it. I hope everyone enjoyed that because we really did. We, we need to love- get that on the Sweet 16 high rotation. We love that oh, song yes. so much. Erin, Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You've been fantastic guests. Thank you thank for, you having, for us. having us. Thank you for having us. This is awesome. This is your opportunity to plug anything that you guys do in your life or otherwise or, you know, whatever. Good whatever, TV shows. whatever we do. <laughs> whatever you do. I would like to plug the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast with Sin. You can find us on iTunes, Omni, and the Sin website. It's with Erin and Julian, and we talk about professional wrestling. And, yeah, it's fun. So please, indulge us. <laughs> Fantastic. Anthony? Uh, be sure to listen to The Hoist and Panorama. They're both um, thingies on this radio station. <laughs> programs, I guess you could call them. Lots of really good thingies <laughs> coming out of Sin. <laughs> tell you yeah. that much. Uh, the Hoist, Australian Music, Panorama, News and Current Affairs, from a youth standpoint. Point. Both good stuff. And also, if you go to RMIT or if you're around the RMIT area, be sure to pick up copies of Catalyst magazine. As of next year, I'm going to be one of the editors. So, Ooh, good stuff. Fantastic. And, and Tom and I would like to plug The Yellow Family, <laughs> our show that we <laughs> on do the on the station, which is on 8 to 9 Mondays. Also, we'd like to give a shout out to Busted, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> Busted, if you're we listening. Like your work. Yeah, first of all, thank you. Second of all, and I know that the next person to do their next show is coming in very soon, but I can't see them yet, so I'm going to keep going. Thank you so much for writing the year th- 3000. It has changed my life. Tom the 411 for next week, please, very quickly. All right, next week we'll be joined by Jack and Mitch from The Hoist, also from The Hoist. Yeah. Um, we'll so be looking see at. See who's better. Huh? Looking at Radio Bart, which is a episode where Bart gets trapped in a well after pranking everyone in Springfield. Very funny episode. I haven't seen it in a while, so yeah. looking forward to watching that with you, Michael. Stick around if you're into Bart. Uh-huh. Um, if you like wells as a form of collecting water. Yeah. Uh, if you like Futurama, don't tune in next if week. If you I like guess. Futurama, I'm sorry, but uh-huh. you know it's One the Yellow the- Family. I might just unsubscribe. Not the Yellow Family. But yeah. See a huge plummet in numbers. <laughs> Guys, that is about all we've got time for on the show tonight. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the yellow family for anything you may have missed. Lots of videos coming up, updates on Project Combi, Can I Cover a Feeling, all the stuff that Tom and I find ourselves doing during the week instead <laughs> of working and doing like, yeah, instead of doing proper stuff. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um Erin, Anthony, how many stars would you like to get if you were doing a show? Uh, like a solid three and a half solid, would be yeah. nice. We don't accept threes. No, we do accept threes. We but accept we, threes. We're we, fine with threes. We don't uh, accept twos or ones. No. <laughs> Fives, great. In fact, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll send you out a signed poster <laughs> of the Yellow Family. Yeah, we'll get on to that. Follow us on Twitter, tweet us, at the Yellow Family, everything at the Yellow Family. Tom, anything to add? No, that's. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty nicely. Great. Yellow Family. It's the Yellow Family with Tom <laughs> and Michael. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Have a fantastic evening. See you.